0: live from new york it's the men on pause podcast the men
1: Yes, and welcome to another unofficial Men on Pause podcast. We are not licensed or insured. That's right, folks. We are your hosts. It is me, Jerry Diaz, aka Edmundo Foca,
0: and I am the sixteenth letter, P.
1: That's right, folks. And welcome to episode number 65. It's a retirement age, but we just getting started up here.
0: No, this is a special.
1: This is a historic day here at the Men on Pause podcast. But anyway, 65 episodes. I don't know who asked for them, but guess what?
0: They're here.
1: That's right. They're here. And this one is probably more special than others because not only because of the historic moment that we're having right now, but because of who it is. Okay. first of all, writer, producer, director. I could read her bio, but I know her bio because that's my sister. She started her own comedy show, The Hilarious Show. She's been part of UCB's diversity program twice. She's the only person that could be in a room with four knuckleheads and an integral part of what Room 28 is that got us to the next level. Please put your hands together for Rachel La Loca.
2: No last name. I was waiting for it. Oh, you want the last name? Oh no, I can do the last name. (laughs) It's okay. We can omit the last name. It's it's very Jewish and it's just no. It's
1: it's fine because it's Charles Muniz. We can do this. Yeah. Yes, we can do this. And you know what? Shout out to my boy, DJ E.M.
2: Oh, for dropping the tilde on me, for giving Yo. me that hyphen. Yo, right.
1: yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's he's out there. Good looking out, my brother. But no, welcome to the show, Rachel. Welcome. You are the first woman to grace the uh, airwaves here on the Men on Pause. Thank you for joining us.
2: i I can't tell you, like my vagina and I are tingling right now. It's so good to be a woman, and it's so great to be the first woman on men on pause. I feel so special. Thank you. I'm, you know I'm honored.
1: That- We work very hard to be very inclusive here If you hear our show I know the title turns people off sometimes When they see the men on pause But you know, it's the play on words We're really here for everybody
2: And actually, I have to tell you, Jerry To be quite honest I felt very included once I heard the title of your podcast Because I thought it was about menopause at
3: first
2: (laughs) So I was like, great, they're going to prepare me for menopause Because I am feeling a little perimenopausal these days Which is like two phases before menopause Before, oof It's like two, two stages, but I'm seeing a lot of the abnormal hair growth, you know what I mean? That's a different... That's not this podcast. This is not what we're going to talk about. Medical. Well,
1: it depends because we are... Listen, this is the right audience. This is the Wash Squad here.
0: We are the Wash, hashtag wash Squad. Hashtag Wash Squad. Wash Squad. That's what you feel. It's whatever you feel. I'm just so thankful and humbled that you're here with us. This is why you haven't heard me the whole time. I was just... Ah, it's our first celebrity.
3: We have a celebrity. Oh,
1: Yes,
0: we have a celebrity here on the M.O.P. That's
1: what he feels now with you're here. We actually have a celebrity. And you know what? Let me tell you something. You're kind of right. Because if there's any Especially if you're a woman In comedy And you're in New York And you're you know You're looking to navigate Through here There's someone that Will pop If you google her She's gonna pop up And it's gonna be Rachel And that's She's the one that's Pushing the agenda Especially for women in comedy Because of the limited space That we do have That that there is Which I You know what To me to be honest with you My favorite comedians right now The people that I'm seeing That are making me laugh Are women And that's I Love that yeah, yeah and it's way more women Than dudes now To be honest with you And it's on some genuine like they are keep freaking showing morning.
0: the talent, Just yeah, keep showing it. It's
1: very funny, man. But Rage, talk to me. How you been? How you? What's going on with you? What's going on?
2: Good, man. Just trying to pivot in the right direction. You know, this pandemic is like making us creatives i think like just think more about our craft and how to adapt how to keep making money and buying diapers you know i'm still in that stage i got i got one in diapers still so um, (laughs) shout out to dj and ben Okay, well, why are you trying to them out? You
1: know, I carried them for nine months, each of them. Because those are well, my, cause those are my boys. Because those are my boys.
2: Oh, okay. Do Donovan and Benji. okay. Well, shout out to DJ EM who definitely yes. dropped a good semen. Oh. It was
3: yes. great.
2: Thank you. Um, and yeah, I'm doing good, Jerry. I miss you. I miss you, PP. I haven't seen you since like one of our Room 28 after parties. When
0: the I last show out. we had. The last the show we ever did. The only time I go out. The only time I go out. That's when the you last time we actually That's went the out. The only time I go it's out. To right. see us? Just yeah. to oh, see you guys. That's the only that's time I go
2: out. So cool. yeah. You know my young brothers.
3: I love it. I loved yeah. it.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's been really tough. No, I mean it is. Has been really tough. As much as you, in those moments, you're like, oh my god. Like especially us, because of our relationship within the, the group, having discussions and stuff like that. And we go back, and I was like, damn. I I do still like as much as those moments. Sometimes I'm like ah, but those are the parts where we love each other, right? Because those are the things that kind of bring us together. <laughs> at the end of the day, no matter what fight we had over no, me and Rach especially me and Rach, like that's my sister right there. You know what I mean? And whenever at the end of the day, it's like, it all got solved. Like, all right, let's go smoke a blunt. All right, let's go. Let's get out of here. You know, that's That's what's dope.
2: dope. We have such a family connection. You know, Room 28 is so familial. Like everywhere we go, we do argue like, brothers and sisters and then I guess unlike brothers and sisters we never end on bad terms no we don't like we kind of just squash and it's not like we're out there pulling each other's hair like sometimes there's create not really disputes but like you know where we don't see eye to eye on a direction or like creative or a line or who should be sharing a bed with Frank in LA (laughs) you know what I'm saying
1: (laughs) which by the way I mean
3: I mean (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, that's what I want. I mean, at the end of the day, you,
3: bone, okay.
1: you hit a funny bone. No, I don't want to make it seem like I don't want to make it seem like we're always arguing because that's not the case. I'm talking about like this 75 percent of the time we are uh, we've worked with each other for so long. We're in fusion like this unspoken stuff that we do that is just understood. But then there are times that, and I think that's where you find the root of where our love, like the love is in the group is when we ha- we do have those moments and then afterwards, nobody takes shit personal whatsoever. You know, unlike when it is with family, you know, like real family, you kind of do like whatever. Besides getting into all of that, first of all, we want to say thank you for being on our podcast with you guys being the mothership, LOL. Shout outs to Mr. Nibs and
0: Mr. J Ferns.
2: Thanks.
0: Go ahead, Pete. No, I was going to say, Jamie, and this is what you guys have been there since the beginning, since we started. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm so thankful you guys have been there for us.
1: Yeah. Like, I really do find this like a little wild because I never thought I'd be having my own podcast and having you on it because it is always love-
3: like. It was Aww. so, ex-
1: but it was always so excited for me to go on y'all podcast all the time. And I was always like, I got to bring it for, you know, and it was only because I wanted to make you guys so proud. And then the fact that I was like, you know, it gave me the galls to be able to be like, hey, do your own thing. I respect you guys so much. It is like not even a thing where I'm like, I wish I was like them because you guys do your own thing. But you guys helped me find my voice in doing all of this. So I Love appreciate it. And you, And you know, how- I'm the biggest fan.
2: Well, it, it, thank you so much for saying that, guys. And how cool is it to watch each other evolve and, like, thrive in this somewhat new platform? You know, I don't know about y'all, but usually I'm old. Like, I, I'm, like, the last adapter to, like, new shit. You know, like, i like, P. everybody's on TikTok, you know, P. and it's three years later. Well, Pete, I, I, I don't. can't be an early adopter. I've tried. I've I tried. Don't. So with, but with podcasts, let me just say for the record, we out there. You know, BIPOC, we out there. And it feels so good to have been, yeah, I guess, one of the first, one of the few. The
3: um first. But first.
2: I, I can't I can't take that credit, but I will say I jumped in when I saw that there was a void, you know, like right when we saw, like, okay, this is a cool platform, but we're the Latinos. Then that was the motivation, that was the fuel that was like, okay, we gotta do this, we gotta plant our stake in the ground of podcast land. Um, Not only as Latinos, you know, as a woman, as sketch comedian, you know, because there's so much underrepresentation and all those different genres that I just mentioned. So I just love that we're all out here doing it. And like to your point, when you find your voice, it feels so good because it's so unique. It's so individual. And then you could just be yourself, which is, I think, the most the, the most lovely thing about podcasting is that ability to just be yourself. Like, we're not given script. We don't have to memorize lines. And we just have to, you know, be the orchestrators that we are. The orchestrators of funny, which comes so natural to us.
1: Yeah, like it's like a, we're like a funnel of whatever it is and it comes through us and we just expose it. I just, I for me, one is like Pete said, you guys were one of the first. It's one thing to be one of the first, but it's another thing to maintain and to build and to have an audience. And the fact that you guys, you know, which when we came into the game, you know, which is fairly late, reasonably late, you have to kind of have to have a niche or some sort of like whatever you know, so we kind of had to come in at an angle, like you know, hey, this is for this with a targeted audience. Where you guys came in and said, look, this is for everybody, and it kind of stuck with everybody. And I, and like you know, some of the stories that we had while we were in LA, we would be driving, and all of a sudden, you know, the cab drivers would be talking about like, oh, yo, I, I know your voice. Oh my god, are you? Is I, I swear, like you know, those stories are like those. That stuff is gonna stick with me forever because holy shit, we got into an Uber, and the person was like, I felt like I was listening to the radio talking to you guys because I recognize your voice, and that's it's so great right isn't that so dope and i and i think also that comes from like you know we're like the we were like the last remnants of radio listeners you know and i yeah. think we 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 re, we realized like how people used to do the callbacks and the time checks and the the station like so we knew kind of like that stuff is kind of ingrained into us to to make this easier but then you also have to be great and you're like you're really good at what you do going well, back to your you. bueno days like that's what i was gonna say
2: like I didn't even know I was going through the school of hard knocks back then. I didn't even know that I was getting trained to do what I'm doing now. Right. When we were put on um Boche, Urban Latino Radio back in the day, we had the Bochiche Bueno show. You know, everybody was like, Oh, internet radio is the new thing. Everybody's gonna have these little internet walkmans yes. and shit. Yeah. Not really, but people were listening through their browsers at work you know we were live at the time and it was like that it was like training okay you you get your talking points then you do your station identification like there was an actual clock and an actual training manual that I'm very thankful for because that kind of just it stayed in my brain and we have the flexibility in podcast land just not being FCC monitored right or, you know just having a lot of freedom Right. We have that liberty to basically dictate our own clock. But I think the content comes across so much smoother when there's structure. Like, you guys have structure, you know? And, like, you know, there's still these podcasts where, like, the kids just sit down and it's like, hey, man, what's up? I'm George, and I'm Stanley, yeah. and we're going to talk about Legos.
3: You yeah. know, like, whatever it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Patrol with Legos. That's all I got to say is patrol with Legos.
3: You
2: know, I, I mean, like, Right now, I can't yeah. make any adult references <laughs> so this edible kicks in. So give me some
1: leeway. Well, it's all right. Don't say Legos because Peach. So that's why he jumped on that. Don't smart. even listen. Yeah, don't
0: even. It's like a whole. He has oh my! A... No. Hey. no, I'm just saying. I just when I podcast. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm but, so impressed. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only time. Yeah, because he doesn't have to edit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you can't then sh- edit is that a bad combo
1: well no he thinks he's good because I, I edited right
0: because yeah. he thinks he's a good la, la, podcaster because I it. <laughs> make him sound good <laughs> but anyway go ahead Pete. what age when did this bug when did it kick in when did you know your creativity you needed to get it out there at what age were you sure of it was it an early thing Or did it happen after a couple of good poems, a couple of good songs? (laughs) What was it? You know what I'm saying? When did you know it was
2: going to be? That's a good question because if I had to pinpoint it, well, let me preface it by saying I've always been the seeker of the spotlight, this entertainer, whether it be in the office or at a family party and people would always say like Yo, you you have something special you should cultivate it and seek whatever it is that God gave you as a talent you know and, and see if that can make a living for you and I was like I got paid I thought what are you, what am I going to tell my mom hey I'm leaving a corporate marketing gig of 17 years just to see if I can make people laugh and get paid for it is that cool but that you know that was kind of the history but then I got cast for something back in 06 by age H- HBO, something called Habla, the Habla series. Shout out to Alberto Ferreira, who's still going with the series. And they put me on camera and, you know, the makeup, the glam. It was seven o'clock in the morning. It was a very early shoot because I had to head to the Bahamas for a sales meeting later on that day because I was still in my marketing world. Um, But I remember feeling a sense of fulfillment that nothing had ever Allowed me to feel, you know, this way before. I've never Whoa. been put put somewhere and given so much power and this sense of I don't even know what other words were I seen. can describe were seen. it. Well, yeah, but not only that, was like I was alive. I felt these hormones flowing through my body. This like these butterflies that felt so good, and I was like, okay, wait, there there might be something here. Maybe everyone around me who cares about me and who's been giving me sound advice is right. So it was like oh, say And then I started dabbling. So like part-time, because in my head, I couldn't give up my career. I went to school for marketing, you know? I I was working at a very wonderful, well-known, prestigious brand at the time, you know? And and then I, you know, I started taking classes. I got the diversity scholarship from UCB. Took sketch writing 101, 201, 301. Also started booking smaller gigs here and there. Performing with Room 28 kind of solidified my love for sketch comedy and also helped me find a solid path to follow. Again, because I saw there was a void for women in it. And also I just wanted to move the needle for POC as much as I could where I saw that opportunity. So it kind of all just came together or it's still coming together, hello. But naturally, organically, And then, with that jolt of leaving my full time job in 2015, that's when I was like, okay, I have no choice but to take this serious. I have no choice but to take this bug and to make it a viable career, not only for me, but you remember those diapers I was talking about earlier? to oh, buy diapers gosh. to support my
3: family. That's yes. the wildest so thing to me.
1: All of the- yes. I know you're explaining yeah. your thing, you're telling your story and all that stuff, but people need to understand that while you decide to jump into this career, you know, you leave your job. This is just professional life we're talking about here. You leave your job, you're like leave like the security of a really good of a good job and a good career in a good field, to take a chance into this comedy acting thing. And then that the-
2: perfect- yeah, I'm don't don't get it twisted. I definitely whipped out the corporate card back then. Oh yeah, of course, of course,
1: I, okay. all the time, all the time. We used
2: to rehearse at my office building. You <laughs> yes. of okay, course. Talking? Just shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And I just like, you know, look at the security. Some
1: like, the, I, yo, some I'm of that. those first videos that come out now, we see the like the curtains and shit from your job. I'm like, we, that was, I was like, you we taped. oh, that was at Rachel's job. The conference room. But then, not only that, but then like personally, now you're, oh, yeah, now you're that. having kids at the same, no, but you're having the kid. Now you're pregnant at the same time as all of this other stuff is going on. Like, Wait, you-
2: don't be starting rumors. there's no pregnancy right now. Please use the past tense. No, no, no,
1: okay? past tense. Past Please tense. use the
3: past tense. And there's no, past tense. More. You, no, because by the no way, you
1: look, you look great. We're not going to show any video on our on our show, but if they could see the video, like you look amazing. What You've really you done a whole body transformation.
0: What are you talking about? <laughs> You've done a whole body transformation. Wow.
2: What do, you, what do you mean?
1: Okay, I'm going right? to stop dancing. That TikTok video. I would say I'm. I don't mind, but P was getting crazy, so I'll tell you to stop.
0: Oh, I was about to do my version. She so could see no, me, but see, nobody yeah. wants to
1: see because you're not wearing pants. Oh, uh, no shirt, but
2: there's no pants. I mean, you have yeah. to match. I get it. Yeah. I yeah. understand. Yeah. I
1: understand. At, at this no, point, he's really free. Is the sh- no, 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 no. make him get naked? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: definitely don't want to do my parents' house. I can't.
1: No, no. So, but no. But yeah, no. But you were doing all of these things at the same time that you were trying to build your career, and I like, and I was a, I was right there, front row seat, sitting right next to you, watching all this oh, shit, God. and I would. Be like, yo, how the fuck is she doing all of this? So, you know, commend to you... You know, I commend you for even... Not only for attempting and doing all of that, but doing that with all all these other things were happening. Can I
2: share sure. can I share an anecdote, a story that you probably don't realize, like how much impact it has on my life, because you're in the story, okay. Jerry. Oh P, I'm sorry.
3: No, I'll I'll give you a no. story
2: that P's into, in too, but this is this is like there's a momentous episode that happens yes. I, I that I can never forget. Okay. And it will be documented somehow. Okay, no more hype. So, without going into too much detail, I had a lot of difficulty getting pregnant. I lost five babies. I did IVF, IUI, all the fucking acronyms of infertility land. You had I've mad tried. letters, mad letters, mad yeah. acronyms. Right. I don't even. I don't even want to remember them right now. But right. none of it worked, so it was all a fail. And then I just gave up, P. I, I was like, okay, well, I was. I was like, I wasn't meant to be a mother. And maybe I was meant to be this worldwide performer, you know what I'm saying, or or whatever. So I went hard body with Room 28 and it was 2014 and we were rehearsing for our Hispanic Heritage Month show.
1: Ooh, that was and a big one. Yeah, in September.
2: It was a big one. And I had eaten some Chinese food the day before. And I showed up to rehearsal and I told Jerry, our director, I was like, bro, I think it was the Chinese food that I ate, but I cannot give you a hundred percent of Rachel today at rehearsal. And I'm sorry. I just don't feel well. I was like, I got a stomach thing. And of course, Jerry was like, I just right, bet. Don't worry. Tomorrow, dress rehearsal, you bring it. So the next day, dress rehearsal came and I still felt like shit. I felt even more shittier. And I told Jerry, I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, the show is tomorrow. I don't feel good. I'm going to call my mom. Maybe she can give you some kind of... Remedio Dominicano that will make me feel better for the next day. So I did. I called my mom. I was like, yo, we have two nights of shows, Hispanic Heritage Month. I'm feeling like, shit, my stomach is killing me. And she's like, take a pregnancy test. And I was like, fuck it. To spend more money on pregnancy tests that will just show up negative? And at that point, I do not even know. I'd spent hundreds on pregnancy tests. And I just gave up on all that shit in my head. But my mom was like, just take a maletal pregnancy test just to get that out of your mind, you know, because if not, you're going to be worried or whatever. So I took the pregnancy test and it came out positive
0: oh beautiful and
2: then I called my gyno out of fear and anxiety because after losing having so many miscarriages there's this like worry in your head that they're all going to miscarry you know what I'm saying
3: so I went for
2: and I also needed like a double confirmation that it wasn't just a dumpling stuck in my ovary (laughs) because I had like 30 dumplings the day before and I went the morning of a room 28 show our first the first night of shows and I got the confirmation on screen that I was pregnant and I told Jerry and I just oh my god, I was it was an emotional wreck backstage, but Yo, it was we like,
1: cried, yeah. No, because only because we knew the journey, how long it had taken. And also we had kind of had those talks before, and I and we kind of said, you know, maybe it's just one of those things when you don't think about it, maybe i
0: yeah, maybe why no. why cry? I wasn't even
3: there. That was a big story. I was like,
1: Why cry? Really first of all, I felt privileged because she I was like one of the first people that I knew, and she had she to has tell to me tell you. right, but you had to tell, but even then, like even on some friendship, I was like, holy shit, like, all right. And I sat, first of all, I sat on that information for a long time. Like, I was, see, I'm good, right? Lips was sealed. Nobody even knew for me, not for me. And we
2: had to alter some physicality on stage because we had to do some more blocking. I, you know, I'm very physical with my comedy. I love rolling on the floor, getting punched in the face and shit. You know, just in comedy.
0: Yeah. Uh, but you know,
2: uh, but Jerry helped me, you know, do a safe show, and yeah. then I had my son. I had my son nine months That's later, beautiful. Donovan. That's it's so, so crazy. And I tell this to so many people, but your comedy, and you've said this before too, comedy has saved my life in multiple instances, multiple instances, you know, down my journey. And this was one of them because there were times where i would be backstage with Karina, shout out to Karina Ortiz or Ariana, shout out to Ariana Rodriguez. And, you know, we would get emotional in the girls' dressing room. We would talk. And I remember having a deep conversation, telling these girls, it's all good. I wasn't meant to be a mom. I'm just going to save my money, travel the world. Do comedy and shit. And, you know, then to go from that to the next show in the dressing room with them and like telling them, like, you guys have
1: pregnant (laughs) (laughs) and then to like when it got real where like you know you you had to step down first of all she was also performing with a huge belly on stage with us dog when she was pregnant so we had all these pregnant sketches or based on no because then we like you know it's family so we based a bunch of sketches around her pregnancy like she was so open all of that i told them
2: i was like yo this is only gonna happen maybe once in my life you know at that point i only thought happened once because i didn't think it was gonna happen at all and it did and so it i was did. like okay bet I'll, I'll have one child It's great so i was like look mofos use it as a prop you can do whatever <laughs> you want with the belly whatever you want we're good because at that point i think we had a show I was like eight months seven yeah, months pregnant seven months seven and I was like, just go for it. Let's just Maybe Amy 80. Polar the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's one of my idols. She's another one who like performed to the last day on SNL. Lucille right. Ball, another one who represented for Pregnant Belly. Did you guys know that she was the first female? with a real pregnant belly on television. On television. No, they- I had I read that about one. that,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently they broke a lot, they made a lot of firsts on that show. Uh, if you if you really look, cause you know the first Latino thing, like there's a lot of first Ricky. Latino director. There's a lot of firsts on that show. Shout out to Lucille Ball, who again, it had to be a woman to be a pioneer and shit. They get it, they get it. Which before we even get into anything else, cause we are, we want to get into our segment where we get to know you a little better, where we become our unpaused yeah. person of the back show. back to
0: on the air.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, P emotion. Let's see if you can make P cry again. That's my whole objective. You know? Uh <laughs> I get emotional.
2: I like wanted to be funny. I prep myself to be funny. And so far I'm not funny at all.
1: Like, uh, no, uh, first uh, of all, whatever. first of all, no, you whatever. have been great. No, you've been funny. And that's, <laughs> that's the Back thing with our, our probably, show. Yeah. Like you he's, you see the title, you're gonna expect to see things, certain things and like, look, we're crying on it. You got a grown-ass man crying on the show.
0: Oh,
2: bendito, mama.
0: That's but I, real. That's real. I mean, shit, yeah. you know. But I do want to like give you Hilarious. Just tell me a little Yeah, bit I was, we were about to get back on the air. Yeah, so. like
1: explain what Hilarious is and how that even came about. I mean, I kind
0: of know, but... Let people
2: know. Yeah. You know, I thought
0: you performing. misspelled it when I, when I, for night, when, I, when, I, when I, I learned how to, re, I learned that word a long time ago. And like, I thought you spelled check
2: Oh, hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was spell He's a little slow. He's a little
3: slow.
2: Well, I also take it upon myself to reinvent words and sure, like inject sure. words into the like English language. I, I have no place doing that. You know, my name is not Miriam Webster. So I'm sorry, but I made up this word. Hilarious for the show. But anyway, let me just tell you. So it kind of says what it is, right? Like hilarious. We are all female variety show. We started pre-pandemic on off-Broadway stages. We had our home at the Triad Theater. And we were just about to make our home the People's Improv Theater. We had our dates booked. We were just about to shift from the triad to the oh, pit. No. It was hilarious. But then, you know, it all went down. You know, Shout out to uh, the pit,
1: by the way. That was off the air. Shout out to the pit, which provided such a platform for people to perform in the city. And it's, and it's a shame, you know, COVID, another COVID, yeah. uh, uh, another COVID loss, really. because They had to
2: close their doors. So sad. The yeah, theater shut continue. down today. Yeah. So back to hilarious like just performing with Room 28 and like doing my solo thing whenever I did my solo thing on stages, you start to see trends, you know? And I don't know if I'm into like just watching my surroundings, but first of all, it's evident that in the comedy world, we women are surrounded by men, surrounded, okay? And then when I also use this, you know, periscope of mine to look around, I'm also seeing a lot of, you know, POC out there, but like in their own silos. Right. So like the Instagram girls doing their thing on Instagram, right. the pit girls doing their thing at the pit, the UCB girls doing their thing at UCB, the stand-ups in their stand-up circuit. And I just started to ask myself, like, ven why aren't we bridging these walls of comedy together? Why aren't we all performing under one roof, you know? Well, and
1: you that double, dabbles not to cut you off, but you that dabbles in all of that actually can step back and see that. I think that's the thing. If you're not in that bubble, you understand like that's what makes you a little bit of uh, of what they all these girls look up to you. Sorry. She's seen their role. Yeah.
2: Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I I guess I had this like bird's eye view of what was going down, what the audiences were looking for, and what I think a chemical, an equation, like I was trying to put this equation together, how to get this like chemical concoction of comedy to combust, you know what I'm saying? In a good way. Nice. And I just looked through my Rolodex, you know, we meet people, we parlay with people, they come to our shows, we go to their shows, and I'm like, okay. All these people can live on one bill, all these females, you know, so I took the void in the space of, you know, with females, and also just these girls doing their thing in individual silos, and I asked them to come together, and they did, and it was magic from the onset. Yeah. I can't I can't even explain to you guys because I don't think you have any estrogen in you. Like <laughs> but when estrogen like comes together, you know what I'm saying, in these like clusters and, and like they form and they get bonded. Yeah. It's so chemical, it's so beautiful. You know, a lot of people be talking shit like, oh, women can't work together. Women are catty. Women is, oh, you a bitch. You a ho-. that." That is not the case. Well, when women saying? get together,
1: like, it is a pretty powerful thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It
2: was powerful. And then, you know, I put together an A-team because I could not do it myself. Um, I put together this A-team of women, uh, brought in an artistic director, Haley Raphael, brought in a head writer, Laura Michelle, brought in some people to help on the admin side, Black Rose, Miss yeah. Yaya, Carmen Mendoza who has a ton of experience with sketch comedy, costume design, set design. And we started yeah, doing the live she helped us out of room day, 28, then- which was
1: awesome. Yeah. Oh!
2: girls don't yeah. you see our yeah. worlds are so intertwined that these yeah. girls were no strangers you know yes. Yes. so but we just put ourselves in a different surrounding and called ourselves what we deserve to be called the hilarious show and so that now you know went through the pandemic and the pit still was working with us we did a virtual show um, on their Facebook page kudos was- by
1: the way and- kudos which isn't it's very difficult one we haven't even be- I think because of the level of difficulty and and because there are so many moving parts and rooms 28 that's it's been difficult for us to even come together to think of something to do something like that but you guys are a team like you guys have and also a lot of experience in that medium i believe too more of the online social media with which with black rose and and a lot of the people that i saw there be uh, that were working with you that they really have that experience and you guys were able to pull off a virtual show kudos uh props to you again women doing it we ain't doing it good job great job
2: Thank you. We did two shows. So we did the first show on the Pits Facebook page. And that <laughs> one too. Shit. Yeah. And that was like, oh my God, remember the beginning of the pandemic when nobody could get fucking Zoom right or nobody could get like the technical shit right. Everything right. was just like, even the verses challenges yeah. were having technical issues. Like we had such technical issues with the pit on Facebook. So, you know, we decided to change it into a YouTube premiere thing. So we have two episodes of the Hilarious Show on the Hilarious Show YouTube channel. And I have great news to share with you guys that we We are now in production, having been greenlit for a ten-episode series on Rizzle TV.
0: Exclusive! Exclusive!
2: What, yo? That's dope!
1: dope. Yo, that's dope! Congratulations! Yo, that's very
2: excited.
0: That's very exciting.
1: Oh, congrats, dude! Couldn't happen to a Thank more you. more deserving and more talented group of ladies. Seriously, seriously, I mean, necessarily. That is so
2: excited.
1: That's very. We're
2: exciting. so excited, and we're working It's short form content.
3: Sure. So,
2: uh, you know, I'll be sharing that. I'm not sure when it's going to come out. I think sometime in April. Okay. But it's exciting to like have the world recognize us. Yeah. You know, I don't know what what's next for hilarious. Um, I'm rolling with the punches here, and the ladies and I are very communicative. I. I think I'm clear on everybody's goals and everybody's clear on what my goals are for the, for the business. Yeah. And we're just going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep creating this vaginal content. Yeah.
1: Adapting. (laughs) You guys are doing it. Yeah. Hey. Hey, y'all catching it. Not, you know, no pun intended.
2: Thank you. No, yeah, we're free of that, I think, for the most part. But yeah, we right. were, you know, we caught the... That's um, dope. Well, bug. if you
1: need to, like, I know it's an all-woman show, but, like, if you need two studs that are just, you know, no, we don't need dialogue, just the two, like, props. Just you no know, model types. there. Yeah, just to just stand, to stand there. there, studs, you know. We are always available. Yeah, but
2: here's the rule. Here's the rule. Like, no boys allowed except for in the audience. Like, that's the rule. And and when I say no boys allowed the way go
0: ahead p we don't have to be boys that night You know, P. sometimes mean?
1: identifies as other that's what i wanted to, i did want to make that point. not me but p does i just uh, i didn't want to speak for both of
2: that changes things yeah that yeah. changes things. Okay. we're not you're, if strong you're pro
0: enough pro. but we could like bring you up in a podium kind of deal you know what i mean like the whole togo uh, area, that kind of women of power that would be cool yeah we can you know what i'm saying we're like oh, not, not strong like, enough though <laughs> Just not strong enough to do it, but I mean, we're willing to do some kind of shit like that. (laughs) We we can hire two stronger
1: guys to hold it in the back, and then we'll be like in the front, like right. We're holding like
0: ropes, to say
3: right.
2: right. (laughs) What if it was just like a big, like a repurposed Amazon box? Yes. Put it on your shoulder, and I'm in it, like Cleopatra style. There we go.
1: Exactly.
2: There go. and i'm down 75 pounds people i think
1: you guys can pick me up oh we can you know do that now i mean i mean i did okay. it before i did it before you know i loved you before it
3: don't
2: matter i know but the, those pickups were different i'm noticing like <laughs> even family members those pickups were different those were like a strenuous fat girl pickups. Come here, i love you oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm down. And now i'm getting like i'm levitating I'm now i got like, a, oh me now
1: nah. yeah
2: like, is nice up hear you do is
1: the double leg, leg nice. kick yeah you do the double <laughs>
2: leg <laughs> like the car with the back for yeah
1: Oje, all right.
0: catch part 2 of the Rachel La Loka interview on the next episode of the Men on Pause podcast
1: well with that this has been another unofficial Men on Pause podcast
0: we are not licensed or insured
1: <laughs> we have been your hosts it has been me Jerry D I-A-Z A-K-A Ed Foca.
0: And me, Rachel Maloka. And I am the 16th letter, P.
1: Now, to quote the great Robert Bird, who once said, listen, if you ever find yourself alone in this world, remember. Always
0: have us. Biker boys ride or die. Burn rubber. Not your soul. On this show, we show no mercy. Strike first, strike Strike hard. hard.
1: Until next time.
2: Vaya con Dios, mi gente.
1: Yeah!
3: (laughs) Go. Go. (laughs) Vaya con Dios.